Wicked Grounds. Recorded live at Wicked Grounds Cafe, San Francisco. Welcome to the Wicked Grounds podcast for the second half <laughs> of our fourth edition. As uh, we're getting started, I am your host, Psycho Kitty. As we're sitting here in the back of the Wicked Grounds recording. With me is my lovely co-host, Rue. Meow. <laughs> and uh, continuing to join us is Eve Minix. Hi, hi. Welcome back. Excitement. It's been so long. <laughs> yeah. I've missed you so much. Aww. So um, you did mention to me at, at the end, and so my apologies, um, I, I do want to mention the roast. I don't know where it is, so it doesn't really matter. Some secret location gonna be, in San Francisco. I'm going to be roasted, and I'm very excited about that. So the These people just arbitrarily wrote me and said, we roast people, and, you know, your name was given to us as a potential roastee. <laughs> and um, I watched one of their uh, YouTube videos on uh, how they roasted a, um, a woman whose profession was a stripper. And, you know, if anything, they roasted each other more than they roasted her. It was really, right. it was really sweet, and I, I, it was funny, and, and I have this part of me that really likes the idea of being a stand-up comic mm -hmm. you know i mean let's face it another line of really easy work stand-up comedy i don't know just I like being a dominatrix super easy just just I, do I, it like with your hands I don't tied know, I, behind I, your back i think there are certain very jobs easy. like certain jobs like that that you need the right gene for <laughs> certain, certain that's what i'm saying yeah, there's, it's, certain it's, something, there's irony in that yeah there's certain bit in there for you that you hear like yeah it's easy for people that have that gene. I don't. I actually don't think it's. It would be easy at all. But I, I have yeah. to try my hand in it. Yeah. So at the end of the roast, I get to like roast them. So I get my little stand-up moment. Nice. So hopefully people will come out and support me around that. But they can't do that if they don't know where it is. Well, at, by this point, by the time people are listening, it, it, was, an awesome, anyway. it was an awesome roast. <laughs> Thank so you so look much. It up, for, look it up on YouTube, people. Thank you so much for having come out. <laughs> Oh, because I, I did, I tried doing stand-up for a bit. I did, um, the, I think it was the Lion's Den on Irving Park in Chicago. I was doing an open uh, mic, and I went to that for several months and was honing my, uh, my first car story. And it was always the case of, like, I went up the first time. This is also back before I still drank. Somebody wants a milkshake. <laughs> That's the sound of oh. milkshake. That is the sound of magic milkshakes happening in the background. It sounded like some weird I humming. I thought like, it was like a, you know, <laughs> pre-Halloween <laughs> ghost thing. Like, Overcharged mm -hmm. sex toy? Go ahead. Um, it was before you... Before I stopped drinking. Mm. And so the first time I went up, I was towards the end of the night and had, had a few beers. And I thought I was absolutely brilliant. Oh no! <laughs> and I, I'm sure, I'm sure that first time I went up a little drunk, I was a lot more relaxed mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I was thinking about it. And mm -hmm. then every time that I went up after that, I never had that same comfort up there, and I was like trying to chase that comfort. Mm -hmm. Though, um, it you know, I just I don't know if I was just I was more aware of people and thus more self conscious. Mm-hmm. But I always felt like I, I just bombed. But then I started hosting things where I don't have to rely on... MCing is also yeah. a great way to do comedy yeah. without mm -hmm. that singular pressure to and like, make them laugh. Well, and <laughs> it's... One thing that I learned about myself is um, I like the improv, the prepared speech. I'm, it, it takes me a lot to get out of my mind and just let those words flow. Mm -hmm. But having even, you know, having a character, but it just not worrying about the words and just being able to get just what happens and react and interact. You know, it's one of the reasons like I really enjoy uh, emceeing things because mm -hmm. I'm still very present and patting myself on my own back. You know, I'm, I'm decently funny or at least entertaining enough that people... You're charming. Like, I can see you in the 1920s on this, I don't even know, like, I can just, it's like a ringleader-esque mm -hmm. type personality. It's just really, but the, I like definitely a sparkly vest. I can see you well, okay. It's all about vest. the investment. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely think that, that there is uh, a certain type of person that, you know, the, the, the comedian, the actor, that, the, you know, that, that is, not everyone could do it, that, you know, like, I... I don't understand how people get afraid of getting up in front of 700 people. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, it's just 700 people. It's not like it's, you know, 7,000 people. 
Mm-hmm. I can. I think that you would be just as fine with seven thousand. You have yeah. that personality. You definitely mm-hmm. have that personality. Well, another incarnation I had in life was clowning, and mm. um, uh, a true clown really, you know, has very little shame and just wants mm-hmm. to be in the spotlight for yeah. that moment. It's kind of a, one of my trickier areas because, um, yeah, when too much attention is put on me, I'm a little bit more like, I gotta go. <laughs> I was actually yeah. wanting to do clown college uh, for a really long time. Oh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Clowning is fun. I used to say, I'm a clown. I'm a dom. I'm a clown. I'm a dom. I'm a clown. And then I'd like beat myself up. Clown dom? Clown dom. <laughs> it's, there's, I'm sure there's... Ravenous Gorge. She used to beat the shit out of people. You might have met her. <clears throat> Maybe you didn't. I don't know. I, either that or Chicago. the pain meds are preventing me from remember- <laughs> accessing that part of my memory. <laughs> Because, I mean, I was doing, um, we did the, the clown train a couple times. I don't mm. know if we, I haven't invited you into that, but it was just a, a flash mob thing. Mm. Where, um, so you're sitting on the train. Uh, this was a CTA instead of the bar, but it could be any train. You're sitting mm-hmm. on the train and full dress clown just gets on and sits down. Mm-hmm. Next stop, another clown gets on. Oh, nice. And another clown, another clown, right. another clown. And if you're not paying attention, so you know, there's like a dozen clowns on the train, all sitting independently, just doing their own thing, not even interacting. Right. And then we all get off on one stop. We should totally do that. I found that there's nothing more socially powerful than a gaggle of clowns. We stopped traffic. We did, you know, once we went somewhere and and caused mayhem, you know, we went to our institute once. Mm. And there was a a, a docent that I almost like, she was at the end of her shift and I wound up like, borrowing bits and pieces and clowned her up and dragged her along with us. Oh, She was cute, too. Uh-huh. I um, just saw uh, Puddle's Pity Party. Do you know Puddle? Oh, yes. my I would, gosh. I saw brilliant. that. It looked gorgeous. I saw some of the YouTube videos. Oh. Yeah, it was great. And, um, of course, our neighborhood clown posse was there. And they were, they were mucking it up quite a bit. It was fun. Mm. His voices. His voices is phenomenal. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. No, He's I'll... very, very tall. Mm-hmm. He looks like it, yeah. He's very tall. Yeah. I didn't realize how tall he was. I think mm. he's like seven foot tall. Do you think he would have gotten as much attention if he just came up as a straight singer? I don't know. He's got a great voice. Yeah. And the I'm whole sure package, he did though. come up as a straight singer at some point. He mm-hmm. just did some kind of mm-hmm. transformation and voila. Because mm-hmm. um, it's a brilliant, brilliant He doesn't talk at all. Yeah. Um, he just sings and, uh, you know, pantomimes. Um, but I, I, I bumped into him in the crowd on my way. I, ran, I was running to the, to the bathroom really quickly before the show started and literally like, kind of ran right into him and, and stopped and stared at him and he stared at me and we had this you know, little <laughs> moment. It was nothing, really, yeah. but... Um, what? I'm trying to remember what exactly transpired because it was so oh I think we just looked at each other and I just said how lucky am I <laughs> 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 that was it that was that was my like little moment with puddles it was cute clowns like yeah, clowns I love clowns people hate clowns they're afraid of clowns a lot of people are afraid of clowns mm-hmm. I love clowns I mean so this is a clown positive table clearly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we I'm could o- all have clown sex and not have yes. any disgust or weird or weirdness about and that. And I'm okay with people that are uncomfortable with clowning as long as they don't get in the way of my clowning. You exactly. don't like clowns? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can there's, just there's pull this table this way a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> always <laughs> one person. Always one person. Oh, no so when I watch um, porn videos in the other section on like porn websites and clown mm-hmm. porn comes up, I'm happy. So I have another um, film I was in called Trial Run, and um, it was uh, produced by Libido uh, Productions. It was uh, one of the first porn, like feminist porn companies. It's also gone now. I mean, when we were talking earlier in the other segment, we were talking about doing things a long time ago. I was in the first streaming queer porn on the internet on a website called Spread, it was triple S, S-S-S-P-R-E-A-D.com. And that's all gone now. All that footage is gone. But, I mean, or it mm. might be existing on somebody's you know, hard, hard drive. drive somewhere. But, 
some yeah, precious I don't have address to somewhere <laughs> hiding, waiting to come out. But um, but uh, I did a piece for Trail Run, and they gave me a whole segment that I got to um, improvise myself. And it's a clown sex scene with a really, really dear friend of mine who's a great clown. Still does great clowning over in Scotland, even though he's, a, he's American. He's been over in the UK for, for many years. And it's his only porn that he ever did. Um, but there's um, it's a great scene. If you ever get, get a chance to see it, Trial Run. Cor- uh, plow- set up the scene for us. Well, um, <laughs> so, so I you brought it up. You got to set it up. I'm Let me close my eyes. <laughs> the the story is, uh, you know, a young woman is trying to find her internet dating match, and I'm her friend who happens to be a queer dominatrix. <laughs> Go figure. Type um, And um, so I'm I I offer to sort of monitor her her date, mm-hmm. um, basically. But then I have a few cameos in other ways and and means. Um, and one of them is, so I'm sitting on the phone just talking to her about her date, her first date with this person before, I, before I'm going to screen him. And um, while I'm there talking to her on the phone, I am having clown sex with my, my friend. <laughs> and so he does little acrobats for me and acrobatics, and he gives me a blowjob, and I give him... Here's another confession. My one and only blowjob on screen to date. Mm. Very good friend. So that was not a difficult task for me, but kind of funny because a lot of people don't imagine a dominatrix giving a blowjob. <laughs> um, I make fun of the um, uh, squirting on his face. It's like clown ma- eye makeup remover, you know, clown makeup remover. Right. Stuff like that. It's a funny little scene. It's cute. Got some good reviews. In fact, every time somebody reviews... Well, they haven't reviewed reviewed it in years, but every time they did review it, they would always call out that scene in particular. So I'm proud of it because it was all improv. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yay, clowns. I'm wearing like a princess ensemble with a tiara, and I've got big false eyelashes on. It's, it's quite festive. <laughs> Captured a moment. Yeah, when, uh, a few years back um, at the Citadel, the local dungeon... Um, one of the parties, Taboo, which is all about edge play, did a, a clown night. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one they went asked first for clown porn. <laughs> and yes, I had it. Great. Nice. It was, um, uh, I, can't think, I really can't think of names right now. Um, mm. Beautiful young woman that passed away a few years ago. Uh, oh. um, God, I want my brain back. I can't think of things, but it was basically her big clown porn project. It was called Clown Porn. Yeah. And now I can't, I can't think of names at all. Oh, this okay. is horrible. Well, we'll honor her in, yeah. by her memory without having to speak her name right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think clown porn is one of those like new kinky interests of mine Like within the past year. Just got bit by the grease paint. I don't know what it was. I think it's because I do a lot of exploring of, like, my sexual boundaries. Like, I like to see, like, what I'm really interested in, you know, just by watching things and just being like, okay, like, let's try this. Let's see if I'm into this. Mm. But, um, like, recently, I think recently, within the past, like, three weeks, it's been, like, really old Asian tentacle porn, (laughs) you know, like, Mm. really old, like, anime and even the real people with, like, the fake tentacles, like, it's, I don't know what it is. I think it's just like that whole powerlessness of like tentacle porn. See, I can't hear pen- tentacle porn without thinking of um, uh, Grey Dancer, Lee Harrington, and Midori <laughs> sticking wet fingers in my uh, ears and so what have you while yes. I was trying to describe tentacle porn thanks to our dear psycho kitty here uh, this was the uh dirty talk game show segment from last year where so the premise of the show is that the game is that you have a minute to talk about a a topic i give you generally in clown sex was one tentacle Mm. uh tentacle porn or tentacle sex was probably another one and water sports and all kinds of various fun naughty things and we just got a beep, but uh, anyways, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so you were you had the tentacle porn, and I think you were. This is also where I got introduced to uh, the new phrase of uh, tit scrubbing. What? Because you were getting really getting into 
uh, your topic, and you were just like, there was at one point people weren't weren't stopping you because you right. were really into it, and you were leaning <laughs> forward on the table. And I kept strum- do- I kept doing really really well because I, I was really really good at the description, even though I was um, disobeying the rules without <laughs> realizing it. I well, think. I don't think you were disobeying the rules. Everyone was just sitting back, and you were you. But were, they weren't catching me. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Screwing you up were, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, but go ahead and finish the tit scrubbing. Go ahead. So you're pretty much getting into it, and you have the mic in both hands, and you're leaning forward on the table and just pretty much scrubbing the table with your tits. And it's like, mm. tits scr- <laughs> and it was that. And then when you were talking about the tentacle porn, that's when everyone decided that they were going to help you by demonstrating tentacle uh, probing into all of your very orifices in your head. Yeah, it was fun. Nice. Kind of. Creepy and funny. <laughs> Dark Odyssey Surrender. Yep. Coming up again. <laughs> See, by the time this one... So I hope you've had a lovely time at Dark Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, the, the, the Name That Sin was a great game show. <laughs> you did so it well. Was you did so well. And your class was great. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, man. So didn't we have some... Questions oh, yeah. come um, in? Oh, we can, yeah, we can go over a couple. Uh, let's see. Aside from, aside from being turned on, how does being dominant with a person make you feel? Um, aside from being turned on. Um, well, powerful. <laughs> <laughs> and But I did, it, power is intoxicating, and I think that that's what we're playing with um, in, in any relationship. Uh, you know, and this mm. one right now, I mean, in some ways, I'm your prisoner, right? <laughs> I can't just like get up and go, fuck you, I'm leaving. I mean, I could, I might, but I'm not going to. And there'd be social, reper- have a- social repercussions oh. for it. Right, right. So, so I, have you under- I have you only under social obligation. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> not, not the million dollars you promised me, damn it. Um, yeah, so, so I think that with uh, SM for me, for, with BDSM, uh, playing, uh, you know, containing the the scene as the dominant is a very um, intoxicating uh, experience if one is inclined towards control mm-hmm. and um, and and you know getting turned on by accessing that power and then for me accessing it and then exercising it and and sort of giving it back in a lot of ways. Um, it's much easier for me to <clears throat> to top or to dominate than it is to to bottom. So I admire uh, bottoms actually quite a bit for mm-hmm. giving their power over so easily. I, I actually don't think I'm all that amazing for being a good dominant. It's actually what's easier for me. Hmm. So I, I think switches. I I think I answered that question. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. As opposed to switches. Um, I, I, you know what? I consider myself a switch. I do. But a a top-heavy switch? Way top-heavy <laughs> I used to consider myself a service switch. Mm. But I, then I was thinking about it, and I was like, no. like I, can, I, I think of myself more of like a service submissive because like I will top someone if they tell me to do it. Mm-hmm. And I will be convincing, and I will give them my all, but that's only because they want me to do it. You right. know, it's not like I really it's love it. service topping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I'm just more of, like, a service tab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um, Beat me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, what are you, what is your favorite thing to do during Folsom Street Fair? Sleep. Mm-hmm. You, you avoid the pest. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it depends on the year. Um, it depends if you've had a charge-up of social engagements prior uh, or if it hits in that... Wayne, like, all right, I need to be social now. Yeah, yeah. I've I've done so many different things uh, during Folsom. Um, one of my favorite things to do was when I had a friend who had a, an apartment um, right on Folsom Street, mm. and so <laughs> we could hang out on the roof for some respite and take a hot tub and you know have a little bit of relax. When you're working professionally, it tends to be um, there's a lot going on. You know, there's a yeah. lot of presentations, and then there's um, people c- coming from in from all over the the, the world, really, and yeah. you know, meetups and 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 parties and special events and <clears throat> all kinds of fun and, and and interesting stuff. So yeah, sometimes I've been known to as soon as Folsom Day comes around. This year, I actually did. I stayed in bed and slept, even though I taught 
all day the day before and had some other events going on that week. But I, honestly, I also oftentimes hang out in the women's area because hmm. I'll get there early and then I kind of do my rounds and maybe get some pictures taken with some rubber slaves, fun <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> when it starts getting crowded around 1 o'clock or so, I'll head over to the women's area where you can like sit down and hang out, nice. things like that. Nice. More often than not, in my pajamas, in the bed by 6.30 p.m. I full some afternoon, evening. <laughs> like, aren't you going to go to the party? And there's always some kind of like end parties. And I'm like, I am done. <laughs> Very done. Thank For some you. strange reason, after about like five, six Folsoms ago, my Folsom schedule changed a little bit. Folsom yeah. is no longer a big party for me. It's now my unholy day of work. Oh, uh, yeah, because you end up having to work here. Yeah. And it's probably quite a madhouse all day long. As long as my mother continues to go to Folsom Street Fair, it will never be a party for me either. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. It's okay, though. Uh, let's... Are you a feminist? Am I a feminist? I am a self-proclaimed feminist. In fact, my very first website uh, said... Uh, uh, seductive feminist, not female supremacist. And I had a, <laughs> a presentation that I used to, to give, to offer uh, on uh, female supremacy versus uh, feminism and all that. I'm a little less heady than that these days, I think. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm a feminist. And in fact, I was just reading, I don't know, it was some young uh, star, you know, they a little questionnaire on her the other day. And it, I was drawn to it because of the the topic there was a movie that she's in and uh, done by this guy whose work i really really love his last name's green you know this guy is like super super smart he spells out things like homophobia and you know classism and all these things on youtube his hmm. last name's green i can't remember his first name it's a very um, generic kind of name rob green or something like that but mm-hmm. he's got a movie coming out which is kind of interesting to me because you know i only know him through his sort of youtube work <clears throat> Anyhow, uh, long story short, and they asked her if she was a feminist, and she said no, because she likes men. And I was like, huh, where did she get this idea that feminists are supposed to hate men? Because I certainly do not. And I don't know where she got this idea. She's definitely, uh, wouldn't even be considered, you know, second wave. She would be part of the probably third wave Mm -hmm. of feminism that's out there now. Very early 20s, I think. So um, I just want to... To, to, to make it clear for the record, mm-hmm. <laughs> in stating that I'm a feminist, what I'm saying is I believe in um, uh, equality uh, as much as we can make it happen. And, you know, I'm an anarchist, like I said already. I believe in revolution. I believe in, in revolution before you have revolution. So we all have to kind of figure shit out and, and then fix it. I don't, I'm not a reformist. But feminism for me is not about... Um, being superior to men or hating men in any way, shape, or form. Um, I think uh, feminist politics have actually helped us really, helped a lot of people uh, talk about gender more uh, in more complex terms, which is also a subject that I hold near and dear to my heart. The, the, the expansion of, cult, of our cultural ex- understanding of gender. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, just the whole, you know, we're go- talking about, you know, like the things that have changed over the last, 10 years or so just you know the con- the fact that transgender is now a open conversation mm-hmm. and is no longer like what's that mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's still a lot of what's that out there um but um uh, I mean, certainly like the- we have i mean you know we have our f- first out and well-known uh transgender uh female or uh, uh, uh what do i want to say not comedian um Performer? Performer, yeah. I'm thinking of Orange is the Only, or is Orange the New is, Black. Yeah. Um, Laverne Cox, yeah. Fab, yeah. great, beautiful, does wonderful work. And um, But, you know, it shouldn't have to be about that. But, um, but at least, you know, there is movement, there is change. People are trying to have conversations around very complex topics. Yeah, so you're, you're talking about the, the actress that was making the... That you know, anti feminism equals anti men to her. I'm wondering if that. I mean, my my brain goes. I wonder if that is a anti propaganda presentation of feminism. I really that people like a blowback to feminism, trying to prove out. Well, oh, feminism is bad because it's anti male. 
I had no idea where it came from. That's all yeah. I could say. And, and what I thought was interesting was... I mean, where that came the, the, from. That she got chosen for this role by this person whose work I really admire and who I think thinks in very complex ways and is able to present very, very complicated matter in, in, in yeah. accessible ways to the general population. So as my thing was, was I was kind of curious to hear what he would say about, you know, her right. sort of anti-feminist stance. Because I think my guess is he would probably consider himself as much of a feminist as a cisgendered male can be. Mm-hmm. Next question. Oh, actually, I, I did want to throw one in. No. So, it's my show. I'm trumping. You're fighting. I'm going to egg him on. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, one of the question section, one of my favorite questions is, what do you nerd out about? Ooh, What's your good nerd, question. nerd love? Where do you get your nerdgasms? Yeah. Yes. Um, food. Food and, um, you know, uh, toys. So what is, gadgets. what is your favorite meal and what is your favorite gadget at this time? Oh, um, hmm, hmm. I'm, like I said, I'm really into this sort of homestyle cooking that I think a lot of people probably started with, but I didn't. So, so you know, pot roasts. And I'm really into this woman whose name, she calls herself the Pioneer Woman. And so... Her, her dishes are all very, you know, full of lots of cream and butter and potatoes and things like that. Things that I don't normally eat, but I've been... Are uh, delicious. Delicious, <laughs> and I've been treating myself to her quite a bit lately. Um, uh, I'm also ha- slightly obsessed with chocolate cream pie at the moment. Perfecting that, which is a really good thing to perfect, I think. I love slow cooker stuff. Um, it's really fun to come up with new and interesting things that don't taste necessarily like they're slow cooked. My roommate has a slow cooker that I've dubbed the cloning vat because it's this huge thing that sits on top of the stove. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, who knows what's going to come out of there, mm-hmm. right? Um, I was paleo for a number of years, so that was fun too because then I would do, I had a whole thing called sex appease, and I would create grain-free, dairy-free, sugar-free uh, recipes for while mm. you're playing. So the first one was um, uh, barbecued uh, pork spare ribs with side of rubber gimp. <laughs> I remember that <laughs> title very clearly. Yeah, um, why. So, you know, like gadgets for the kitchen, but not too gadgety. I'm kind of old school. You know, like, I like to actually mash my potatoes with a hand masher. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where we get nerdy is like, you know, doing things by scratch, making my own mayonnaise and, you know, not buying bottled things <laughs> or canned things. Um, and then, yeah, my favorite gadget at the moment, um, well, it's got to be the Enjoy Us, which is uh, I-N-J-O-Y-U-S. And it is a uh, strapless strap-on that actually works. And I'm sorry to say, Fieldo, you suck compared <laughs> There is nothing like the Enjoy Us. It feels like I have a cock. I have to use the same muscles in my body. It stays in. It's just amazing. I'm in love with mine. I gave I gave it a special name. I'm not going to tell you that special name right now. I'm sorry. It's okay. But um, <laughs> it's a female name, and I mean it could be go go either way, I guess. But uh, I, I call her she, and and she's my baby. I wrap her in swaddling clothes, and she stays in the headboard of my bed. She travels with me pretty much wherever I go. So she's my newest favorite personal toy. That wouldn't be a... a I'm actually a little excited about this because guess who's coming to the cafe on November 22nd to do a workshop and trunk show? Uh, is it John from Enjoy Us? Um, I don't know who they're sending, but Enjoy Us is coming. Oh, really? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I am a huge uh, advocate for their work. We're, we're, we're very... Uh, friendly, they, in fact. Yeah, they um, contacted us a little bit ago and said, hey, you would like to do a workshop and Oh, show. maybe they're going to be coming out for Surrender, so that might make sense. Yeah, it might be, be that weekend. Yeah, it'll be if you're listening to this as we drop it the third Monday of the month, it'll be this coming Saturday, the 22nd, which is means that you've just had a great Dark Odyssey Surrender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think they're also coming back in December when we're doing our... Um, Holidays trunk show. So we're basically 
coming up for Wicked Grounds, we're going to be doing a couple things. We're doing a black and do a black and blue Friday, uh, the Friday, Friday after Thanksgiving. We're going to have a bunch of vendors setting up, and uh, the same on the solstice, the seventh of December. We're going to have another trunk show, so that way you can get all your kinky gift shopping done here. Oh, at the Cafe. trunk shows! I love that idea. I will happily tweet and retweet about and that if I get somebody to remind me or show me. And we'll also be doing book signings. So far, I got Jay Weissman signed up, but we could probably, we have a lot of room for more book signers. Oh. If, you, if you know anyone who has a book that went from Bondage. Sit for an hour with us. Massage tips and tricks for lovers. Happy to sign books. Um, I'd kind of hope to have a second book under wraps by now, but that's not done yet. Life, life is too busy. Life is too busy. <laughs> Especially when you're getting your feet hurt. I know. I gotta. I gotta not drop motorcycles on my feet. So, but going back to enjoy yeah, us, have sorry. you experienced it? I haven't experienced it yet. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm here to tell you, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's a winner. That enjoy us. Yeah. And my favorite, of course, my favorite, um, more professional specific toy would be um, my still to this day my Aristec 312, which is an Eastim device. Cadillac of Easton and all the fun new and interesting attachments that comes with it although um, yeah now I won't I won't talk more yeah, talk so those are the kind of things little, that I nerd out about you know like I'll nerd out about $300 enema bags <laughs> you know <laughs> specialized puffy leather hoods because mm. oh, it has just one air hole, and I only have seven other puffy leather hoods, but none of them have just the one air hole kind you of have thing. Like a puffy hood with one air hole, two air hole, three air hole, four air hole. <laughs> kind of. And one in blue, of. one in red. One, uh, one I don't have silver that trim. You know, I actually I've had to I've had to, to to narrow the you know armory down as mm. it were, uh, not to make a double entendre there, but why not? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, since moving to San Francisco, I've definitely oh, trimmed s- down quite oh, a bit. San Francisco and its premium real estate. Yeah, I only have three rubber sleep sacks now and two <laughs> leather ones. If you need a <laughs> test subject, call me. <laughs> are, are you kind of squirming here in your chair? Yeah, I'm sitting here like almost having to sit on my hands. <laughs> Everybody mm. needs a break. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, um, trying to think of there's been some other things that have uh, have come to my attention uh, uh, you know I'm at a point in my career too where it's like if it's not probably $500 or more I probably already own it mm-hmm. every once in a while there's a new piece that comes out that's kind of interesting that's in the lower range but otherwise it's the higher end stuff. I love the, the, the neoprene that Mr. S is doing these days I think it's great fun Neoprene sleep sacks and mm. masks and hoods and things like that. A lot of fun. Stretchy, silky, sweet. And yet vegan. And vegan. <laughs> there you go. I have a friend who's a professional who is vegan, and she mm-hmm. only works with um, non-leather. I think uh, I was first introduced to that. Uh, like My first understanding, I think, of veganism in general came from a friend of mine back in Chicago uh, Scary Lady Sarah oh yeah because um, she was like you know the first person that was like yes no leather restraints it's all uh, rubber and stuff like that and mm-hmm. like the, like taking you know like that's when it dawned on me to what oh yeah that means not just what you eat but what you use and collect mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. you know big light bulb over my head like, oh that's what that means <laughs> yeah all right so let's go back to the question list okay what else do, what? let's see here let me check fat life i have a a big cage at home that i love is customs on wheels <laughs> very very sturdy Okay. Hold someone for days. So one thing I like about the the cage here at the cafe when you get take it out into the street for walks. Aww. <laughs> like for uh, like trunk shows and and mm-hmm. falls and stuff like that, I'll tie it up to the pole outside so people can 
have fun in the street. Nice. Do you get you take your cage for a walk at all? I haven't taken my cage for a walk in a while, but it's definitely moved into three or four different locations since mm. I've been out here. Mm. <laughs> what are your religious beliefs? What are my religious beliefs? Um, that's a really interesting question. Um, uh, uh, I'm actually not an atheist, um, but I'm not necessarily um, uh, pro-religion um, for myself. I guess people have certain people have to have a certain amount of structure. So. As we I'm, discussed in the last segment, yeah. you make your own road. You don't need other right. structure. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the First Amendment, you know, so you have all the rights to to do what you want. I just don't like it when people fuck with my rights. So that's where I get a little mm-hmm. pissy. And I think, um, generally speaking, my leanings tend to be a, a little um, towards the Tibetan Buddhism and, and um, uh, you know, the philosophical con- uh, uh concepts mm. that within uh, Tibetan Buddhism and uh, um, paganism, sort of Western. Have you heard anything paganism. by Alan Watts at all? Oh, sure. Of course. I love Alan Watts. <sighs> Anyways. You, you, you give us a quick nutshell since you brought it up. Oh, Alan Watts. I mean, I just think it's like basically like metaphysics and stuff, correct? Like it's very, <laughs> like the uni- universe is all one organism and we are whatever. Orga- it's very, Organelles. Yeah. It's it's special. I definitely try to listen to Alan Watts when I'm feeling stressed out. Mm-hmm. And it puts things in perspective mm-hmm. for me. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah, putting things in perspective is very useful. So, yeah, I'm not one of these, like, sort of anti-religious yeah. people, but I'm definitely not um, inclined towards it myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went to Glide Church once out here in San Francisco. There's a church called Glide that is... Um, uh, quite a mixture of people, and it's, it's such an amazing experience. And I was this is many years before I moved to San Francisco, and my friends said, "Okay, you know, my friends who I was staying with at the time, they said, okay, just just keep Sunday morning available, you know, whatever else you do during the trip.'" And I said, "Okay, fine." And we're going to 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 glide, and they're like, "Okay, we're taking you to church, <laughs> but we didn't want to tell you because we thought you'd, you know, but they thought you'd burst disagree into flames or, or something." Yeah, and I'm like, "No, it's cool, you know. If you say it's a good church, I'll check it out. Whatever." I think whatever helps people understand things better is it is what it is, whatever that way is. But it was a really amazing experience. I mean, the choir was so beautiful. I I I, mm. I, I was moved to tears, and it was such a great audience. If I just wonderfully diverse from all walks of life. Robin Williams was there. Oh wow! Was, uh, oh. You know, but, but you know, and then there's yeah. also like street people and and uh, uh, and people like me, goofy looking, purple hair or whatever. You know, it was it was a nice uh, and the music it was just amazing and the message was you know <coughs> basically love your neighbor and yeah. I got nothing wrong with that. I think that okay. Glide Glide had a booth at Folsom Street Fair and I thought that was really awesome. Yeah. To oh, see did that. Yeah, yeah, Glide does a lot really of outreach. They're mm-hmm. they're very good. But it's also making me think about, I, I, I mean, you knew me back when I was dyeing my hair all the time, mm-hmm. and I've gotten so lazy. <laughs> my old age, it's like I miss You're it. Far from lazy, You're still quite a snappy dresser. Well, yes, you are. <laughs> I just don't have the shock. I used to have like shock bright red. It's like mm-hmm. I'm trying to look at something out here to point. I wear all black all the time. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, what about it? Oh, it's just, it's just the, you're talking about, you know, there I am in my purple hair at Glide. It's like, oh, I, I used to do purple and blue and red. <laughs> and, and now you're just lazy kitty. And now I'm just lazy, lazy kitty. Lazy kitty. But I, I put it in other places. It's the, the whole, you know, dyeing the pillowcase accidentally. And, you know, just, you mm-hmm. know the, the extra care you have to take when you have fun color in your hair i miss it but what? not miss it enough to get off my ass no <laughs> i there i have a horror story about <laughs> about hair dye mm. uh i self-dyed my hair with like manic panic blue and i used to be able i, I don't know where i got thought this idea was a good idea but i used to just get in the shower and like rinse it out right so I get in the shower and I'm like rinsing out all this blue hair dye and my hair was probably a little bit shorter than it is now and I used a lot of hair dye right. in it. And um, I open my eyes and the entire shower is blue. My entire body is blue. I was, I was blue Smurf. for three Smurf. days. <laughs> I mean, three days. Mm. Straight yeah. blue. I could not go anywhere. 
<laughs> and I lived in Virginia at the time, so I couldn't really just necessarily walk around blue. Like it's just uh, not acceptable there for people to be blue. Like uh, DC <laughs> or the other end of Virginia. Like Newport News, Virginia. Yeah. So yeah, there. There. So you're saying that's kind of an anti-Smurf zone. It's not anti-Smurf. Yeah. It's just you can't be blue there. <laughs> you can't. Mm. It was. It was hilarious though. I mean, my roommate. Uh, at the time, I like screamed bloody murder. She, I'm like, get in the shower with me, please help me scrub it off. And so then she's like, in the shower. <laughs> Did she turn blue? No. She wore gloves and everything. They came in like with like, a mop suit on, you know, like, <laughs> oh, I gotta this. No, it didn't go anywhere, though. I mean, it was <laughs> hilarious. So I don't dye my own hair anymore. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, for a while, I had a, a friend in Chicago that was a professional salon worker and was. Basically, we were trying to get a, a semi-permanent blue, like you know, that bright electric blue, Difficult. and mm-hmm. and I always came away with gunmetal gray. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. in these days, though. Yeah, well, gray I'm, hair I've is got, in. I've got enough gray coming in, thanks. And it looks good on you, I promise. Aww. It does. Never, not everyone can pull off gray. I'm letting my gray hair come in. I'm hoping for like the Reed Richards, you know, temples of gray. If, if I have to, if I have to have some gray, just like I a just little con- wisp. I just like, can concentrate it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh, uh, comic book reference, Fantastic Four. Oh, uh, okay. So yes, not nerding out on my comic books. That's okay. Every, I'm I'm very pro nerd. Whatever your nerdism is, <laughs> it doesn't need to be my nerdism. So oh. I'm sure there's actually <laughs> things that I nerd out on that I don't even know. I'm nerding, you know, until I'm in that moment, and then I go, oh, that's what they mean by nerdism. Get it. Like musical theater is when I can just yeah, go for it. Yeah, that's a common one. I have a, mm. f- some, f- yeah. a lot of friends who are... Yeah, I never really got into musical theater. I like it, you know. Yeah, but I'm, an enjoyable but thing, but not... But it's not like a thing that I go, woo, gotta see that. Clowns. I definitely yeah. nerd out on yeah. clowns. Anything to do with clowning, the history of clowning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Was it... Uh, no, that was uh, the uh, Gatesville, Florida, but that was uh, not just... That wasn't clowns. That was more of the sideshow freaks. So... <clears throat> What's the difference between um, nerd and geek? I or to nerd out on something versus to geek out on something? I've I, never really understood that. I think that you could get 10 people in a room and you'll get 20 different answers. Okay. Um, so the Psycho Kitty version of that answer is that they are very close, they have similar meaning, they have different connotation. So you can geek out or nerd out and roughly mean the same thing, but. To me, geeking out has a little bit more technical term, technical side to it, and maybe even a little bit more um, active doing something where nerding out is more just knowledge-based. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. But that's how I read it. So when you LARP, you're geeking out? Yes. Okay, got it. Somebody told me that, and I can't remember which one it is, so I'm not going to repeat. I'm, I'm not going to say it for sure, but I'm going to say... Uh, you know, one of them gets laid and the other one doesn't. <laughs> and I don't remember which one it was. Well, I think changed. the nerd gets laid and the geek doesn't. That's what. I, that's how how I would guess. I don't know. Um, that I mean, that's another thing that's changed a lot. I mean, you know, in grade school, you know, I was a, a awkward little kid. No, I know. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. And I couldn't say the word nerd until after I got until college. I mean, I just because I was afraid of that label. Where now it's not only a sign of pride, but you know people are self-identifying as nerds yeah. to, out of love for something. And how, you know, to me, I love that trans that that transition that we have had in, in culture mm-hmm. and language. Mm-hmm. Maybe just because I'm self-identifying into the I am, largest. Yeah, I can larger. I can identify as a kinky nerd. I think because mm. I love video games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And reading and sitting in my room and not socializing and just doing what I think would be nerdy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I've always been a social nerd. I'm awkward. I think that's the reason why I can't really. I mean, I do go out to like events and stuff, but I get into like this little kitten bubble where I'm like, let me come to you. Mm-hmm. Let me come to you. Just don't, don't come up to me or I'll get nervous. But mm. I'll remember that. And I'll get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll turn red and you'll I enjoy it. turning red, red right now. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, man. 
So I think you we have time. <laughs> I, I'm like, it's Irish in me. I'm like, whoo. Okay, let's we got, see here. We got a little bit still. We do. And we're having fun. Bit. I'm trying to find. I, I, don't I declare it. We are having fun, damn it. We are. We are. Uh, I'm trying to find, like, not saying they're bad questions, but I'm trying to filter a little Cream bit. Cream of the crop. We yeah, can you, continue with another and you've question. And you've been a very good, like, uh, supporter of the cafe, and I do want to publicly thank you for oh. uh, of helping spread the word and doing doing a lot for for us in this humble little coffee shop. Oh, well, you're, I mean, I don't know about humble, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's a great coffee shop and cafe and needs to exist. So not just exist, but thrive. And, and that's, you know, like I was talking earlier about the three different stages or three different lives of the cafe and the third life is definitely the strongest so far. Mm. And you know, like you know, the, uh, previously we that we were using we were talking about the Indiegogo campaign, which uh, finished uh, memory time ago. Um, but that's yeah, you know, proof proof positive that this place is important to people, and that mm-hmm. people you know, even people that aren't in here every day mm-hmm. with their I'm just not a cafe coffee. person. I don't drink right. coffee, and then I, I don't we're hang out in cafes. We never have. Tea. Yeah, I don't drink coffee. Yeah, either. I just, but I don't go to cafe. I make tea at home, you know. Yeah. And, and it's so when I come here, it is definitely to support you because <laughs> I'm so not a cafe person. Well, you know, like so that's why I put this podcast but, together. Like, is to that's wrong some people, you know, they nerd out on the cafes too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a mm-hmm. former roommate who he had a whole program of which cafes had sunlight at what time of the day, so he could ride his bike to that cafe at that time. Oh wow! He was mm. quite serious about his cafes. Works. You know, from cafes. So he would well, go to three or four different cafes in one day. That's like, that sounds exhausting to me. Three and four cafes in a month. That sounds exhausting to me. Well, it's like, you know, I, I grew up in the cafes in Belmont and Clark. Uh-huh. And so, like, this is, coffee houses have been part of my life and education I lived in Paris, still. Never got yeah. it. It's like, you know, I think you're either a cafe person or you're not. Mm-hmm. And I'm just... But you, you come out to the special events and you spread the word and yeah, so yeah, yeah 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 well that's why I was that's why I was yeah. saying it though it's like uh, you would see me a lot more often if I were actually a cafe person <laughs> I come here and drink root beer and have milkshakes <laughs> well yeah, our our milkshakes are pretty they awesome. are good yeah your milkshakes bring the boys to the yard I've been told mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ryan comes to charge. my yard when I have my milkshake. <laughs> You show your milkshake so nicely. I do. <laughs> okay, so I think we have time for one more question. Um, I don't know if I... I don't remember asking this, but... How much ass do you kick? <laughs> <laughs> how much ass do you kick? Um, so I think that's coming from my little blurb on Twitter or something that says uh, shit kicker, ass whooper, or something like that. Um... You know, I kick a lot of ass. I don't know. Mm. Because I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm very committed to what, what I was talking about in the last segment on personal growth. And personal growth means you're always interrogating and uh, examining and looking for the space that's going to be best for everyone, mm. I think. So I demand that from everyone around me known to be very I've been told demanding but fair (laughs) so I would say my ass kicking comes across you know goes across the boards like psychologically and physically I can kick some ass I was going to say that's where the turning cheeks red comes from (laughs) red cheeks yay pretty red cheeks (laughs) she's blushing again Red cheeks. Uh, hopefully somebody will have listened <laughs> to this show and will have kept track of how many times Rue has blushed. On every show, I'm sure it happens at least once, but this one it's like six times, I think. And, I, and it hurts and we, my cheeks. And we still like have I some just, time left, so. She's, um, she's counting. Sending a new record. Uh, I like it that she's counting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, seven. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, post-coita, and you're like, yeah, so that was great. You know, the third orgasm was really really intense did you notice that <laughs> did you notice that third blush Rue was really 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 intense I mean this is about you five were blushing blushes. so hard <laughs> I mean you blushed so hard I thought you were gonna friggin explode right here in wicked grounds 
she's trying not to blush and it's not no working. it's really no, but you have this huge <laughs> grin on your face this ass kicking smile uh, that's how i whoop some ass yeah not always i like to say you know the gentlest stroke can be just as terrifying you know mm. doesn't have to always be about force well and one of the things you're saying about uh personal growth and awareness and one of the things I, a really strong belief of mine that a lot of the majority of people or a good portion of the people that identify as kinkier in the fetish world have taken a greater step to be aware of themselves mm-hmm. that not the majority of the vanilla world will do you know like I'm sure there are people out there that have like yep I've tried it I'm aware that I, I don't like it and have gone back to things but I, you know I just get this sense that the majority of people just take what's accepted of them of what sexuality is supposed to be, the cultural programming, and accept that and then move on and don't take that time to be self-aware to go, all right, what really does get me hot versus what am I told gets me hot? And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the advantages in the kink world is that just by being outside that norm, that one step out, you have to be aware of yourself to know that that's an interesting that's a drive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. I still think there, there, that there's uh, also the contingency of oh my kink is superior to your kink mm-hmm. or you know um, there's certain things that are can still be questionable you know yeah. um, clown sex like we've already mentioned mm-hmm. definitely can, can, can annoy some people scare them piss them <laughs> off whatever uh, splashing is another thing, you know, having like... I'm just too fastidious uh, for splashing. I know that yeah. I've I have nothing wrong with it. I just, I don't want to clean up. Yeah, it, what <laughs> I'm hearing you say is you don't care for it for yourself, which is fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm all about that. But I've actually had people say to me, you know, because I, re- I really do like messy play. Mm-hmm. Ooh, don't, don't try to do that with me. And I'm thinking to myself, why would I try to do anything with somebody who doesn't yeah. <laughs> do it? Yeah. We're talking about consent here, folks, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and like, I mean, I think we, that... Did we enter into some contract that I didn't aware of that allowed me to do whatever I wanted without your consent? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> wow, cool, not... Um, yeah, and so I think age play can be kind of scary, yeah. like I said earlier, also psychologically. When I talk to people about loving degradation and humiliation they're like oh i could never do that why could you let someone treat you like that and i'm like you're not me this is what works for me you know and and a lot of people judge that like yeah they do especially if you're especially if you're a woman who's a bottom who's into Mm -hmm. uh, degradation and or uh, humiliation Mm -hmm. uh, by cisgendered male tops yeah well then you definitely get the scrutiny of the oh Oh yeah, you're like, not feminist enough. But you know, you're. This is who I am. And is not politics yeah. and fantasy are two different things. Yeah. Very different. Things Especially now that I'm pregnant, and people love to send me met, like humiliating or degrading messages about me being like this pregnant whore. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Tell me more. Yes, yeah, like, keep going. <laughs> yeah, and I Thank can fuck you. all I want now, and I don't have to worry about getting pregnant. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> She's blushing again. Yes, I am. I'm just going to look at my screen really quick. <laughs> diversion, diversion. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I do think that that happens. And I also think that um, that also sometimes, I mean, you know, personal growth is a, is a know, it's an overused term. But besides it being an overused term, it's also, it's subjective. Uh, and so, you know, honestly, I think sometimes I need to, like, back off and be a little less about personal growth and a little bit more about Alan Watts and like let it just be what it turn, is yeah. at turn, that moment turn you the know, drive yeah. off for a moment and relax yeah because you're kind yeah. of like the engines are over are I can always. just accept myself for who I am mm-hmm. I'm Jack Handy um, <laughs> so yeah um, but but having said that I do think you know going back to your your hypotheses about the scene I think that are people in the scene think that definitely lends itself to personal growth people who are interested in exploring their sexuality and, mm-hmm. and very sexual options and yet there are still sort of stereotypes like yeah. mm-hmm. the guys this once again sorry guys i'm going to use you as an example cisgendered uh, straight identified men who come out in the scene as dominant or dragon breath domly doms yeah <laughs> and um yeah lord dragon breath and and there's nothing wrong with that, but but oftentimes you'll see that, and and you can, you were talking about energetically earlier um, about how you can sense if somebody's dominant or mm-hmm. not, and you know, 
and it's not a, it's not as black and white as all that, but certainly yeah. you don't just call yourself a dominant because you're a straight mm-hmm. white male. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying like I wouldn't want to say that I'm closed-minded and I just assume that someone isn't dominant or whatever. But there's like certain people that I'm like, I think like maybe we should just play casually and not really put labels on it right now. <laughs> A little mm-hmm. bit. Because <laughs> yeah, I have I expectations great... like everyone else. I have expectations. If you come yeah. to me saying you're an experienced dominant, like I'm going to expect that. Sure. And, I mean, me being, you know, I've been a bottom for a long time. And, and me topping people myself, like I have standards, you know. like it's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have I standards. You have yeah. to, I mean, it's like, you know, you, you're getting into a, a realm of play that is a shared fantasy and you need to make sure that you get your fair share. Yeah. But there's still nothing more adorable though than seeing like a new top come <laughs> in and like really get comfortable like in his skin and who what he likes. Like I really do skin. love that. Or her skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just there's something so cute about it. I just especially like when I was in North Carolina I used to MC at this kink club uh, and that was all military you know and people would casually just walk into this club and it was just cute like how they just get into their little walk <laughs> I don't know I get fresh dumb but, walk yeah it was just a door I don't know there's just something cute about it but yeah we only have about three more minutes so alright so what should we wrap this up with um so actually one thing I want to check John uh, I'm losing sound out of the left side I don't know if it's just okay Tell, yeah so um we're coming towards coming towards the end of a, another episode of the Wicked Grounds podcast, and I've lost I've totally lost my attention in the finger finger puppetry happening to the left. Finger, 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 finger. Wait, where's the fingers going? Ooh, shiny. <laughs> Anubis, <laughs> like you know, the goat fell down and he had triceratops. Um, visual works really great on podcasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Where can we find you on the internet? Mm, you can find me at eveminax.com, E-V-E-M-I-N-A-X. You can find me at mistressminax.com. You can find me at um, uh, smarts.com and bondassage.com. Whoa. I'm on all four of those sites. You can also find me on Clips for Sale, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> Uh, but you cover in all social media. And clips for sale. Did I mention clips for sale? I, I make my own video clips, so I, I do. <clears throat> I consider my 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 porn um, amateur just because it's not super high res cameras and all that, and it's a real life me doing the whole thing. Mm. So I enjoy. <clears throat> excuse me. I enjoy my porn. That wasn't me. That was actually the microphone, just so everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoy making homemade kinky porn. Hmm. Like, like sharing your personal growth adventures. Indeed, <laughs> my adventures. We're seeing porn. what, or seeing what kind of little growth you can get. They interested Ba-dum-bum. me for sure. <laughs> so yeah, I think we have there's a seriousbondage.com, Alice and oh, yeah. Alice in yeah, uh, uh, Alice has done a, a few shots. Kinkuniversity.com, kinkacademy.com. So just at one or two places, you know, not too much. Yeah, <laughs> so just a handful. Talk, talk about keeping busy. <laughs> yeah, so, so, it's just over the past couple of years too, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, do you think there's been a like? No, I'm kidding. I know it's been. But no, no. I mean, really though, I, uh, the bulk of the, the the the. I mean, besides my websites and and Cleo's website, um, probably the vast sort of expansion of things has happened in the past seven or years or so yeah I, I mean there's definitely been a huge uh, like a huge explosion I was also, of education sex yeah. education that's, yes I huge mean, huge people are getting degrees in this stuff now instead of like you know ten years ago there may have been one or two books out now right you know well not to there plug, was ten or so books yeah. but still yeah but not to plug our bookshelf but hey it's, hey why not sponsors are the podcast but uh, Wicked Grounds bookshelf is a huge Collection. We, I mean, we try and get all of the sex ed books we can to, on the shelf for I the shall kinky type. Bring you some copies of Bondage. I am. Oh yeah, we need we need some of those. I'm a naughty girl. I need to be spanked. Really. 
Um, <laughs> Have you lost track of how many blushes? Yeah, this oh, is nine. Now? Nine. <laughs> yes. I thought those, uh, you had a, a big cluster, a cluster there. Ten. Like a mm-hmm. nice wrong. round number. <laughs> like a round bottom. All right, well, uh, I am your host, Psycho Kitty. Thank you for joining us. And this is Rubik. It was great talking to you again. And thank you for so much for joining us. Thanks for Yay. having me. It was Bye. so fun. See you next time. Toodles. <laughs>